the city, state to state, coast to coast, picking up passengers along the way. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Glad you tuned in to the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas. Bring you the latest in scores, updates, and highlights. All right here on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and your favorite conductor, Anthony Smith. And that show is getting ready to start right now. to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host, your conductor, Smith. We've got a lot to get to, a lot that we're going to bring you up to speed on. Yes, Kansas City Chiefs lost. That's right, your defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, lost a home opener. When was the last time that happened? Uh... Been a while. Patrick Mahomes threw a pick six. Only the second pick six he's thrown his entire career. Being the chief, that is. Let's just say it. Detroit came not to play good, but they came to win the game. Those famous words, you play to win the game. Do I need to repeat those words again? You play to win the game. I keep doing it. Y'all going to think I'm actually Herm Edwards. I keep doing it. Y'all going to think it's actually Herm Edwards sitting in for me doing my podcast. Nobody sits in for me. That doesn't happen. But yes, the Chiefs lost. And I know some are wondering, how did they lose? Well, Offensively, one of the biggest glaring pieces that was missed was one Travis Kelsey. Plain and simple. Everybody else looked confused, discombobulated, dropped passes. Matter of fact, Kadarius Tony is still dropping stuff as we speak right now. Word has it he was trying to get out of town and he missed the bus. <laughs> See how y'all almost missed this? That's how Kadarius Tony almost missed the bus. <laughs> Sometimes we have fun at other people's expense. And today, after the fact, it is picked on Kadarius Tony day to day. But what I want to do is I want to go back because the college football season kicked off last week. And y'all, anybody that knows me that listens to my podcast know. I like to do things different. I like to, well, 
as one of my segments is called, I like to step outside the box. In other words, I like to do what is not so mainstreamish. Of course, I will always give you, since this is football season, I will definitely give you top 25 uh, rundown of the scores and, you know, high school football on the weekends, the scoring recap. But I also like to look at the HBCU. Because unless you're in an HBCU community, you won't hear nothing about HBCU. So that's where I come in. I'm like a gap stop. I fill in the gap, so to speak. That way, those of you who want to know anything going on with HBCU and you're not in the HBCU community, you can hear it right here on this podcast right here. That's why I say I'm the number one podcast in the state of Kansas because I tend to do things differently. And sometimes being different can be a good thing. Because you may find out things that you may not never know about if you listen to like your regular sports talks like your CBS Sports Radio, your Fox Sports Radio, ESPN Radio. You come to the train, take a ride on the train. That's why I come out and say sometimes you never know where this journey is going to take you, but it will be an enjoyable journey. So up on last week, Virginia Union defeats Morehouse in the 2023 Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic. So, Jada Byers and the Virginia Union Panthers put on a show in Canton, Ohio on Sunday. Anybody know anything about Canton, Ohio? Yes, home of the NFL Hall of Fame. The Hall of, the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. The fourth iteration of the Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic saw Virginia Union take on Morehouse college and it was all Panthers Virginia Union put up a touchdown in each of the first three quarters and exploded for three more in the final quarter to take a 45-13 victory and start the season 1-0 Byers was hyped up going into the matchup after an outstanding 22 season and did not disappoint in the opener he ran for 147 yards and three touchdowns on 24 carries and took home offensive MVP honors Quarterback Christian Reed was solid as well, going 11 for 15 for 153 yards on the touchdown. He also had five tackles and a pass breakup on the defensive side of the ball. Jabril Norman was named defensive MVP for Virginia Union as he made six tackles, recorded a sack, and had an interception that he returned 68 yards for a touchdown. Morehouse struggled on offense, not scoring a touchdown until the fourth quarter. But the special teams unit produced a highlight reel moment when Delvin Alawumi Jr. blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown in the third quarter to break the scoreless skid. Virginia Union will take the big victory into a new season where they hope to improve on a 9-2 record and a first-round exit in the Division II NCAA tournament. Morehouse will look to rebound after playing a difficult team and improve on a 1-9 record in 2022. Morehouse is back in action next week when they take on Division I FCS opponent Howard University in Washington, D.C. Virginia Union is also back in action next week traveling to Raleigh, North Carolina to face Shaw University. So there you have that game. But that wasn't the only game that took place as Florida A&M defeats Jackson State in 2023 
Orange Blossom Classic. So, take a look at this. Florida A&M defeated Jackson State 28-10 to win the Orange Blossom Classic. The Rattlers ended a four-game losing streak to the Tigers with the win and won their first Orange Blossom Classic since its revival in 2021. Florida A&M jumped out to a 28-0 lead in the second quarter which was enough to hold on for the rest of the game. Offensively, wide receiver Jamar Sharid led the way with five receptions for 90 receiving yards and a touchdown while adding 10 rushing yards and 95 punt return yards. Quarterback Jeremy Musa completed just over 50% of his passes, but the rushing attack gained 211 yards. And that was sounds from one of the rushing touchdowns by the Florida A&M University Rattlers. The Rattler defense and special teams also stood out. The dark cloud defense forced a quarterback switch and forced two fumbles. The special teams unit returned a kickoff for a touchdown, nearly broke multiple punts, and forced a missed field goal. Because he's been a big headache. Absolutely, and Jason Brown seems to be stressing a little bit. You have to protect the football at all costs. So you know when Smith's in the game, he's coming off the end. In man on the line of scrimmage, gets disruptive in the backfield. Ball comes out, and I like the fact that he just doesn't tackle Brown. He goes after the football, locates the football. Huge play from Allen Smith, Jr. On the recovery. And that was more sounds from the Florida A&M Jacksonville. Jackson State University game. With the win, Florida A&M moves to 1-0 on the season and in the SWAC, picking up a pivotal divisional win in the SWAC East. Jackson State falls to 1-1 and will need the Rattlers to lose at least one conference game to win the SWAC East division. So, as we look at this, after Jackson State blocked another Florida A&M field goal, the Tigers drove the ball 58 yards to the Rattler 15-yard line. However, Jackson State couldn't capitalize on the red zone opportunity as running back Irv Mulligan fumbled on the ensuing play, giving the ball back to Florida A&M. And at that point, seven minutes and 52 seconds remained in the fourth quarter after the wild two possessions. Here are some more points from the game. Tigers in Tigers find the end zone. FAM 28, JSU 10, third quarter with 13.51. It waited until four plays into the fourth quarter, but Jackson State has found the end zone for the first time of the game after quarterback Zy McDonald hit wide receiver Rico Powers for a 66-yard touchdown. The Tigers now trail by three possessions with most of the fourth quarter remaining. 
McDonald looking for Powers. Powers has speed, separation, and nobody's going to get him into the end zone. Tigers, touchdown. You saw the rhythm. And that was the pretty much, pretty much the lone highlight for Jackson State. Nice, but not enough of them. And that's how things pretty much shaped up for that game between Jackson State and Florida A&M. So it's safe to say that Deion Sanders has had an effect in two ways. He's had an effect on Colorado. And he's also had effect on Jackson State. One, by being in one place. And two, by not being in another place. But an interesting story came out of the Jackson State game. They're trying to find blame. And the question came up, are Jackson State's jerseys blame? The latest Jackson State NFL draft pick, Isaiah Bowden, thinks the uniforms could be why the Tigers are losing to Florida A&M. What do you think about the uniforms? I'm pretty sure that's up for discussion on Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right here. I am going to take a break. And when I come back, I will have some more for you. So don't you dare go nowhere. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, the number one podcast in Kansas. Don't you go nowhere. Stay seated until the ride is over. I got more to come. seasoned barbers on staff, Tony and Malcolm. Once again, that's Midtown Barbershop, located 256 North Topeka. Bald haircuts, fades, beard trims, grooming, you name it. You may go in looking like five bucks, but by the time they get through, you'll leave out looking like brand new money. Simply priceless. That's it. Midtown Barbershop. Tony and Malcolm. Tell them A-Train sent you. It 
is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. It's time for us all to grow together. So, if you would like to have your ad ran on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010. Or, if you would like to sponsor a segment, you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk.com at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. And now, back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the ride. Uh, you know, things in the sports world happen so quick, and y'all know it's very rare that I talk anything baseball, but anybody remember Steven Strasburg? Remember the retirement Washington Nationals? Well, got some news to share with you, and then I'm going to get into the uh, high school football rankings as we are geared up for another weekend of high school football. That's right. You get all that right here on A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I keep telling y'all this is the number one podcast in all the state of Kansas. And I know some of y'all are like, why do you keep saying it? Why do you keep pounding that home? Why? How, how long do we have to hear that? Well, you know, I'm like Deion Sanders. I'm coming. I'm coming. We coming. We coming. Even as I'm getting text notifications, and I told people, do not disturb me. So I'm going to have to turn my notifications off because it's interfering with my soundboard. But there is a news coming out of Major League Baseball. And I'm going to give you this story right now. Steven Strasburg retirement rumors called unfortunate by Nationals Mark Lerner. It appears that the Steven Strasburg retirement rumors were less than a, less final than originally thought. It was reported in August that the three-time All-Star was retiring due to complications from injuries. Then a retirement ceremony for Strasburg scheduled for Saturday was canceled. And now it appears that Strasburg's door isn't shut as Washington Nationals owner Mark Lerner released a statement calling the rumors unfortunate. A rare public statement from Mark Lerner regarding Steven Strasburg, and this is from Mark Zuckerman, at Mark Zuckerman. Steven Strasburg is and always will be an important part of the Washington Nationals franchise. We support him in any decision he makes and will ensure that he receives what is due to him. It is regrettable that private discussions have been made public anonymous through anonymous sources attempting to negotiate through the media. 
while we have been following the process required by the collective bargaining agreement. Behind the scenes, preparations for a press conference had begun internally. However, no such event was ever confirmed by the team or promoted publicly. It is unfortunate that external leaks in the press have mischaracterized these events. It is our hope that ongoing conversations remain private out of respect for the individuals involved. He says it is regrettable that private discussions, of course, we went through all that. So, Lerner continued by saying that further details will be kept private and that the team is looking forward to having Strasburg back for spring training. It is our hope that ongoing conversations remain private out of respect for the individuals involved, Lerner said. Until then, we look forward to seeing Stephen when we report to spring training. So it looked like there won't be no retirement. So now from that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to take no break. I'm going to go on into the high school football rankings as I said I was going to do because this is Friday night. And I know y'all are ready for some football. But where do these teams stack up? Well, we're going to start out with Class 6A. And sitting atop Class 6A right here in the city of Wichita. At number one in 6A, is Wichita Northwest. 1-0 last week. They were ranked number one. Coming in number two. Coming up a spot from the number three ranking. Last week they were number three. Coming in with the 1-0 record as well. Gardner Edgerton, that forever traditional powerhouse school out there. Coming in at number three, after being ranked number four last week, also 1-0, Blue Valley Northwest. Coming in number four, team that knocked off a school from up the road, knocking off Derby, number four, Manhattan. Coming in at number five, Washburn Rural. Number six, Olathe North. Number seven, after suffering a loss, dropping down from the number two spot, Derby. Coming in number eight, from right here in the city, Wichita East. Number nine, Lawrence Free State, after not being ranked. Also coming in the rankings after not being ranked, Lawrence. Coming, looking at 5A now, at 5A, and some of these schools are just as dominant as 6A schools. Names that you hear on a regular basis. Number one, Mill Valley. Number two, Blue Valley Southwest. Number three, DeSoto. Number four, right here in the city of Wichita, Cape and Mount Carmel. Shout out to Western Sharks. Number five, the Mays Eagles. Even though their star quarterback is gone on, Avery Johnson to Kansas State. They're still humming like a well-oiled machine. Come in, number six. Hayes, number seven, Salina Central. Number eight, Mays South. Look like they will eventually be on a collision course with their in-town rival Mays at some point. That's going to be a battle for the ages, I do believe. Coming in at number nine, after suffering a 
whopping defeat to the Northwest Grizzlies, Bishop Carroll. And moving into the rankings after not being ranked, number 10, Great Bend. Class 4A rankings, number 1, Bishop Meage. Number 2, St. Thomas Aquinas. Number 3, St. James Academy. Number 4, Eudora. Number 5, Lewisburg. Number 6, from right up the road, just a cup of coffee away, and maybe a donut, and over Central. Come in at number 7, a town I'm familiar with, even though it's at nighttime. When I used to creep in there, no, I was actually working a job delivering medications. Chanute. Come in at number 8, Tonganoxie. Another town I used to run through, number 9, McPherson. And coming in at number 10, Wamego. And I'm also sharing with you a top 25 from Kansas Central Sports. This here is the Catch It Kansas rankings for all classes. Class 3A, Andale, that juggernaut that continues to just keep steamrolling through the competition. Number 2, Topeka Hayden. Number 3, Cheney. Number 4, right here in the city of Wichita, Wichita Collegiate. Number 5, Clay Center. Number 6, Wellsville. Number 7, Pratt. Number 8, Holton. Number 9, Gerard. Number 10, Scott City. Looking at 2A now. Number 1, Sabetha. Number 2, Nemaha Central. Number three, Hoisington. Number four, Silver Lake. Number five, Ellsworth. Number six, Rossville. Number seven, Kingman. Number eight, Southeast of Saline. Number nine, Russell. Number 10, Garden Plain. Class 1A, St. Mary's Colgan. Number two, Centralia. Number three, Smith Center, another traditional powerhouse. Number four, Jefferson County North. Number five, Wabonsi. Number six, Sedgwick. Number seven, Marion. Number eight, Conway Springs. Number nine, Opie. And number 10, St. Mary's. Now, the one I like to do. I got a good friend out there in Oswego, too, so I'm pretty sure he's going to love hearing this as well, too. Eight-man Division One. Number one, Linden. Number two, Wichita County. Number three, Burlingame. Number four, Mead. Number five, Little River. Number six, Hoxie. Number seven, West Elk, a team that I hear Coach Matt Fowler talking about on a regular basis when he's not talking about his team. Number eight, Quintner. Number nine, Hill City. And number ten, Clifton Clyde. Eight-man Division Two. Another school that I hear Coach Fowler talking about, Axtell. Number two, Osborne. Number three, Mineola. Number four, Buckland. Number five, Dighton. Number six, Kinsley. Number seven, Hodgman County. Number eight, Victoria. Number nine, Wallace County. Number 10, Canton Galva. And we're even going to show some love to... Uh, Six man, and here's saying class 6M, but I believe that to be six man. Number one, Ashland. Number two, Cunningham. Number three, Shalin. 
Number four, Tescott. Number five, Ingalls. Number six, Waverly. Number seven, Northern Valley. Number eight, Pawnee Heights. Number nine, Century. Number 10, Deerfield. So there you have the rankings, class 6A, all the way down to six man. Now, what I want to do before I break away, I was looking at rankings from another site on X, formerly known as Twitter, and I want to share that with you. It is the high school top 25 rankings in football in the state of Kansas. And the number one ranked team, Mill Valley. Number two, Manhattan. Number three, Blue Valley Northwest. That school has to be deemed as athletic school of the year. I mean, the basketball team is always in the finals, seem like. And now they got that football team. The number four team, Andell. And I wouldn't be so sure if they wouldn't be ranked number one or two in the state. Number five is Bishop Meage. Number six, St. Thomas Aquinas. Number seven, Wichita Northwest. Number eight, Mays. Number nine, Gardner Edgerton. Number 10, Derby. 11, Hayes. Number 12, Southeast of Saline. Number 13, Nemaha Central. Number 14, Washburn Rural. Number 15, Junction City. Number, number hold on, number 15 is Junction City. Number 16, Clay Center, number 17, Olathe North, number 18, Blue Valley Southwest, number 19, Cheney, number 20, Lawrence Free State, number 21, Lawrence. So just like in the rankings, they're right behind each other. Number 22, Eudora, number 23, Scott City, number 24, Wamego, and number 25 is Holton. So there you have your Rankings from Catch It Kansas and also your rankings from uh, Kansas South Central Sports. I believe that's right. I'll, I'll get it corrected if it's wrong. So I hope you are enjoying the ride on the train. There is so much more to come. And I hope you are enjoying the ride. But what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to pause and take a break. And I have some more. So don't you dare go nowhere. Because the train is just now building up ahead of steam. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Midtown Barbershop, located at 256 North Topeka. We have two seasoned barbers on staff, Tony and Malcolm. 
Once again, that's Midtown Barbershop, located 256 North Topeak. Bald haircuts, fades, beard trims, grooming, you name it. You may go in looking like five bucks, but by the time they get through, you'll leave out looking like brand new money. Simply priceless. That's it. Midtown Barbershop. Tony and Malcolm. Tell them A-Train sent you. And now, back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Yes, we had to play the appropriate music that just gets you in that football mood. The sounds of the band. Sounds so good, doesn't it? Hey, high school football ramped up across the state of Kansas for week number two. And it is that time where we get you the scores. In that last segment, you heard the rankings, Class 6A all the way down to 6-man. In addition, you also had the top 25, so we're going to see how all those teams fared on Friday night. Starting with 6A, Some Thursday games, I do believe. Yes, there was. As Olathe North cruised past Shawnee Mission Northwest by the score of 35-23, Gardner-Edgerton did what Gardner-Edgerton do. They steamrolled Shawnee Mission South by the score of 58-0. Manhattan put on the afterburners as they cruise past Topeka, 55-19. Then, Derby, who had to get the bad taste out of their mouth from their defeat to Manhattan the previous week, blinked Salina South by the score of 63-0. Mill Valley just keeps on rolling as they steamrolled Shawnee Mission West 65-7. Washburn World in a morally in a more contested competitive game gets past DeSoto 28-14. Wichita West rebounded from last week's close loss by beating Wichita Southeast 27-8. Cape and Cruz pass Wichita East 43-29, thus putting East at 0-2. So they're off to a slow start. Kansas City Ruskin 
annihilates Kansas City Wyandotte 61 to 6, while Garden City steamrolled Wichita North by the score of 70 to 15. On the top 25 schools, Free State, Lawrence Free State, blanked Olathe Northwest 26 to 0, while Junction City cruised past Dodge City 52 35. Olathe East had no problem with Shining Mission East, beating them 34 to 14. And the other top 25 school, Lawrence, 49, Olathe West, 14. Wichita Northwest gets past Heights, 41-13. Olathe South, in a high-scoring game against Shawnee Mission North, pulls out the victory, 54-45. Blue Valley West had no problems beating Blue Valley North by the score of 31-13. And those are all your 6A scores. Now for your 5A scores. Atchison cruises past Casey Sumner by the score of 63-6. Highland Park in a more closely contested game gets past Highland Park. Highland Park gets past Kansas City Schlegel, 32-26. Andover Central was in a dogfight, handing Mays a defeat. Squeaking out a three-point victory, 24-21. Bishop Miege cruises past Blue Valley Southwest, 51-28. Chanute blanks Pittsburgh, 27-0. Tonganoxie gets past, nope, correction, Spring Hill gets past Tonganoxie by the score of 36-29. Hutch steamrolls Newton, 50-7. Goddard Eisenhower gets past Salina Central, 44-28. Valley Center, in a closely contested game, beats Goddard, 14-6. Hayes squeaks out a victory over Great Bend by the skin on their chinny-chin-chin by the score of 28-27. Kansas City, Washington embarrasses Casey Harmon, 61-0. Liberal cruises past Emporia, 47-14. Topeka Seaman has no problem with KC Turner beating them 59-6. Shawnee Heights, just like Great Bend, squeaks out a one-point victory over Lansing, 26-25. Leavenworth has no problem with Topeka West beating them 48-16. May South put on the afterburners against the campus Colts, 49-7. And Bishop Carroll has no problem with Wichita South, 47-17. That wraps up your 5A scores. Now we look at 4A scores. Coffeyville blinks Winfield, 14-0. Mulvane gets past Independence, 21-14. McPherson blows past Augusta, 57-10. Bueller gets the victory over Circle by the score of 21-13. Abilene has no problem with Concordia, beating them 47-12. Another top 25 school, Wamego blanks Marysville, 49-0. Hugleton cruises past Ulysses, 55-13. Kansas City Piper squeaks out a three-point victory over Baser-Linwood, 33-30. Eudora has no problem with Bonner Springs, beating them 55-8. Lewisburg, 35, Payola, 20. Fort Scott, 42, Springfield, Central Missouri, 12, Arc City, and Andover battle to a 29-29 
two overtime game. So that game ended in a tie. Aquinas knocks off Blue Valley Northwest, another top 25 school right there. While Blue Valley gets past St. James Academy, 17-3. Nets are, those are your 4A scores. Now we go to 3A. In 3A, Haven smokes Smoky Valley, 61-28. While Wichita Trinity beats Chaparral, 33-14. Cheney knocks off Garden Plain, 41-14. Holcomb, 49. Cimarron, 10. And the streak goes on. And the streak goes on. 64-13 over Rose Hill. While collegiate, they were not no very good hosts as they sent El Dorado back humbly to El Dorado by the score of 60-7. to Wellington gets a victory over Clearwater by the score of 21-14, while Clay Center blanks Chapman 61-0. Anderson County Garnett has no problem with Osawatomie beating them 48-6, while Wellsville cruises past Iola. 35 to 6. Santa Fe Trail, 28. Prairie View, 22. Quapa, Oklahoma. Hope I said that right. 47. Galena, 20. Holyoke, Colorado comes in to Colby and beats them 43 to 7. While Jefferson West squeaks past Hiawatha, 16 to 14. Scott City beat Ray, Colorado, that's Ray, W-R-A-Y, 54-22. Goodland goes down in defeat to Burlington, Colorado, 42-32. No score on Columbia against Afton, Oklahoma, and Pratt cruises past Heston, 54-13. Frontenac squeaks past Riverton, 21-18. Nemaha Central, one of those top 25 schools in the state of Kansas. Blinks Royal Valley by the score of 62-0. Topeka Hayton has no problem with Silver Lake, beating them 56-7. Osage City hits past Burlington, 29-18. Ottawa Blinks Baldwin, 30-0. Parsons defeats Labette County 24-13. That was 2A. No, that was 3A. Now we look at 2A. Ellsworth cruises past Republic County 62-6. Minneapolis blanks Sacred Heart 34-0. No score on Stanton County, Southwestern Heights. Ellenwood 40, Douglas 6. Jefferson County North. 36, Atchison County, Effingham, 0, West Franklin, 24, Central Heights, 13, Erie gets past Cherryvale, 22-16, Fredonia, 32, Blue Stem, 0, Lakin blows past Syracuse, 50-14, Hoiserton cruises past Halstead, 38-14, Sabetha, 24, Holton 8, Larnard 60, Lions 
zero. Hillsborough, Hillsborough also blanks Nickerson 35 to zero. Humboldt cruises past Caney Valley 28 to eight. Southeast of Saline blows out Beloit 52 to six. Eureka in a more closely contested game gets past Neodache by the score 12 to six. Raleigh County gets past Rossville by the score of 26 to 20. That was 2A. Now we go to 1A. Pittsburgh Colgan has no problem with Gerard beating them 47-8. While Valley Heights knocks off Onaga 48-16. Medicine Lodge blanks Del Plain 61-0. Wabonsi also likewise blanks Northern Heights 56-0. Troy beats Valley Falls 46-8. Sedgwick gets past Inman 35-20. Touch Trinity cruises past Remington 41-7. While Marion blanks Sterling 19-0. No score on Jayhawk Land versus Cherokee Southeast. Pleasanton 34, Armour Northeast 14. That's just up the road from Pittsburgh, Kansas. Baxter Springs blanks Uniontown 48-0. Kingman cruises past Conway Springs 40-19. Perry LeCompton 20, Riverside 6. McLeod 26. Horton, 6. Thomas Moore Prep, 39. Ellis, 14. Russell gets past Plainville, 20-13. Phillipsburg cruises past Oakley, 46-12. Norton Community, in a closely contested game, gets past Smith Center, 12-8. No score on Council Grove, Mission Valley, and likewise, no score on Pleasant Ridge, Oskaloosa. However, Jackson Heights did knock off Mauer Hill, 42-6, and no score on Christ Prep against Centralia. Now we look at eight-man Division One. Scores are as follows. Mineola, 68. Spearville, 20. No score on St. John Hudson in this city. South Barber cruises past Pretty Prairie, 54-6. Wallace County gets past Decatur County, 54-8. Donovan West was humbled by Kyra Paravel Latin, 60-12. Lincoln cruises past Pikeville, Pike Valley, 62-16. Central Plains has no problem with Maxville, beating them 58-12. In a, what would be considered for me a low-scoring game, Buckland gets by Kiowa County, 30-12. No score on Satanta against South Gray, uh, Pratt Skyline blanks Stafford, 46-0. Quintner gets past St. Francis, 52-0. Meade gets past Hodgman County, 54-34. Atwood Rollins County, in a, another low-scoring game, beats Dighton, 30-12. While Marmotton Valley, a team known to put points up, and they did just that, cruises past Yates Center. By the score of 74 to 0. Victoria beats Lacrosse 40 to 22. And St. Paul beat my good friend Matt Fowler and his Oswego Indians by the score of 40 to 22. Chase County blanks Colony Crest 50 to 0. No score on Maranatha Academy versus Kansas City East Christian Academy. 
Burton Central blanks Flint Hills 48-0. Mound Ridge beats Bennington 52-6. Wichita County beat Elkhart 88-0. Ouch. Hill City has no problem with Trago Community beating them 32-14. Attica Argonia cruises past Cedarrell Dexter 60-14. While Sedan Udall blanks while Sedan blanks Udall 50-0. West Elk has no problem disposing of Oxford 56-6. And Linden knocks off Harrington 62-0. So I tell you what I'm going to do right here. I am going to pause and take a break. And when I come back, I will bring you Eight Man Division 2 and Six Man. And we will keep this train rolling. A Train Sports Talk Podcast. It is the High School Football Blitz. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, and goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. And now, back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Puts you in football mode. Man is in the stands, got the crowd rocking, the team is playing. I know this kind of sounds like some HBCU kind of type stuff. But anyway, I think it's appropriate for this high school football blitz. As we come back in, we look at eight man division two. And I have to say, shout out to a local team here. They're known for their basketball, but look like they're becoming an eight-man football school. As you look at eight-man division two, as Sunrise Christian knocks off Central Christian by the score of 39 to 20. Axtell disposes of Hartford 52 to 6. Kinsley blanks Otis Bison 50 to 0, while Lynn cruises past Logan Palco 44 to 32. Canton Galva has no problem with Gossel by beating them by the score of 62 to 14. Sylvan Lucas beats 
St. John's Tipton by the score of 58-12. Frankfort, little town I'm kind of familiar with, been through that town, disposes of Washington County 54-6, while Little River cruises past Rural Vista 60-20. Burlingame cruises past Lebo 60-12. Clifton Clyde blanks Blue Valley Randolph 46-0. While Thunder Ridge beats Rock Hills by the same identical score, 46-0. In what would be considered low scoring, Sublette beats South Central by the score of 20-12. El Saline gets past Hanover by the score of 44-28. Independent doubles up Fairfield, 40-20. Solomon doubles up and then some over Wakefield, another town I'm familiar with, by the score of 40 to 20, 44 to 20. Hoxie blinks Wheatland Grinnell, 56 to 0. South Sumner cruises past Norwich, 66 to 18, while Osborne blinks Stockton, 60 to 0. And Madison humbles Maurice Des Singas Valley. 58-6. Now we look at six-man scores as Ashland beats Golden Plains, 48-31. Bird City Chelan blanks Weskin by the score of 47-0. Waverly beats Altoona Midway by the score of 45-0. Cunningham blanks Moscow, 53-0. Southern Cloud steamrolls Burton 71 to 6. Pawnee Heights disposes of Chase 56 to 6. Low score on South Coffee County against Century. And Deerfield knocks off West Plains, blanking them 55 to 0. Chitopa has no problem with Peabody Burns, beating them 46-26. East Colorado comes in to Tribune and beats them on their home field, I do believe, 70 to 26. So they play six men out in Colorado as well, too. Northern Valley disposes of Tescott, 40 to 7, and Ingalls blanks Triplanes Brewster by the score of 51 to 0, and that will conclude the high school blitz. I know, short segment, but guess what? I'm still going to take a break and get you ready for some college football. I know you can't wait. So, please stay seated because the ride is far from done. We'll be back. Get ready for the college football weekend. I got a few key games right here on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Thank <laughs> you. 
It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. It's time for us all to grow together. So, if you would like to have your ad ran on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010. Or, if you would like to sponsor a segment, you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk.com at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P Seed and Babe, is fully stocked for all your pet needs. We carry Victor, Bully Max, Diamond Value Pack, and many more brands. In addition, we carry collars, chains, and any pet supplies you may need, including grooming supplies and dog shots. Make sure to like us on social media. You're listening to the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. talk podcast after the day you would definitely be saying this has got to be one of the state's best podcasts I always say the best podcast throughout the state of Kansas without any data to back that up that way you don't go doing research like well I can't find his podcast on any rankings system but today you're going to be saying this is a darn good one I'm trying not to say those other words you know that would probably get beeped out on sports talk radio Man, my music producer is on one today. Wasn't this music just gets you ready for high school football scores and college football Saturday? Doesn't it just get you ready for it? I mean, it's something about walking into a stadium hearing the sounds of the band. I mean, bands that really play. Look, let, let me share this with you. I, I played in the pep band at Hutchinson Community College. I was with some good, a good one and one that wasn't so good. And it was on full display when it was really, in the words of Charles Barkley, when it was just terrible. Not terrible, but that, that sound of that band was just terrible. I couldn't even recognize that they played the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, it was that bad that I'm glad I wasn't a part of it. Uh, back in about 1986 at the Hutch Sports Arena, basketball season and I was listening to it on the radio and it was so bad of course we was under a leadership that had no direction I can say that and there may be some who hears this uh, matter of fact there's a guy named Doug Downs that's on KGSO radio he might even remember this game it was right before Christmas break too 
I played the Friday night game. Saturday, I believe I was on my way out of there. No, I won't even think I played the Friday night game. I was on my way out of there. They had back-to-back games anyway. But I didn't play that Friday night. And uh, as I was leaving and had the game on the radio, I was listening to it. And it was so bad that the announcer said, to those of you who are on your way to the game and listening, that was the national anthem played by the Hutchinson Community College pep band in case you didn't recognize what it was. It was it was that bad. Needless to say, they went over and got the band director from the high school who it was like the band was injected with a shot of cognac or jack because when he came over, it was like the difference of night and day. But anyway, so much of that. College football Saturday. And we're looking at some of the top games of interest today. Some football predictions for week two. And we start out, you know, Florida State smacked LSU in the biggest game of week one of the 2023 college football season. Another top ten clash is headed our way in week two. Third-ranked Alabama is set to meet number 11 Texas for a showdown in Tuscaloosa. Not only is this contest a preview of future conference foes, but it's a rematch of an entertaining clash that Alabama won 20-19 last season. The other-ranked matchups of Week 2 slates features Ole Miss and Tulane, while several more top 25 teams hit the road, and it's safe to say Colorado's encore performance against Nebraska will be watched closely, too. And let me just add that the reason I think that game is definitely going to be watched very closely. For one, they won last week. Some say, well, maybe it was a fluke. With that being said, the reason this game is being watched so very closely, one, is Colorado's home opener, and two, can they do it again? I do know this much. The line on them is two and a half points. Minus two, they're minus two and a half. So they're scheduled. They're predicted to win by two and a half. But it's not even so much about what the line is. It's more of the entry. Can they replicate last week, if not better? I'm pretty sure some will say if Colorado does beat them and more than covers the spread, some will be saying, well, you know what? That's what they're supposed to do. Nebraska's in influx. They're breaking in a new coach. Hold it up. Wait a minute. Let me put some facts in it. Colorado has a new coach, too. The difference between the coaches is this right here. Matt Rule has turned around programs such as Temple, turned around programs such as Baylor, He flopped in the NFL. Of course, there's a lot of coaches that don't do well from college to the NFL, and they come back to the college game. The reason Matt Rule was brought to to Nebraska, back into the college game, and given an eight-year contract to give him time to turn it around. But you can't use the fact that he's a first-year coach at Nebraska because Dion is a first-year coach at a Power 5 period. So you can't use, he beat a new coach. Can't use the excuse. That won't work. 
And some of y'all are still wondering if it's all hype. I'm going to tell you myself personally, I believe. And I also believe that their first games, their first five or so games, I believe they go five and one. I believe they split between Oregon and USC. No particular order. Anyway, let's take a look at these games of interest. Charleston Southern, 1-0 at number 25, Clemson, 0-1. 2.15 Eastern start time for that game. Week 2 brings a bounce-back opportunity for Clemson, which fumbled twice inside the 10-yard line and had a pair of field goals blocked in the loss to Duke. Charleston Southern lost to NC State 55-3 last year. Prediction, Clemson 56, Charleston 10. Number 23, Texas A&M 1-0 at Miami 1-0, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. After both programs trudged to a disappointing 5-7 record last season, they're looking to secure a quality early win. The result probably hinges on Miami's new-look offensive line, one that cleared the path for nearly seven yards per carry in the opener. If the Canes can run effectively, they'll be able to steal a tight win. Miami 24, Texas A&M 23. Nebraska 0-1 at number 22, Colorado 1-0. That game is at noon Eastern. Ready for the encore? In its home opener, Colorado meets classic rival Nebraska. Given the firepower CU's offense showed at TCU at 565 yards and 45 points, it seems unlikely that the Huskers can match the pace, even though Colorado's defense is still a question mark right now. Prediction, Colorado 38, Nebraska 27. Lafayette at number 21, Duke. Wait a minute, hold on. Can we, can we say that again? Not the Lafayette part, but this part right here. At number 21, Duke. So now they play football at Duke. That game, 6 p.m. Eastern. In a vacuum, this is a primetime letdown game for the Blue Devil. They're playing on short rest after a massive upset win. Fortunately for Duke, the opponent is lower division Lafayette. No matter if the Blue Devils start slowly, they'll eventually out-talent the visitors. Prediction, Duke 41, Lafayette 6. Number 20, Ole Miss 1-0 at number 24, Tulane 1-0, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Tulane upset Kansas State, future Big 12 champion early in the 2022 season, and capped the campaign with a victory over USC. Ole Miss is also a well-respected team thanks to a powerful offense that put up 73 points in the opener. This is a huge opportunity for Tulane again. However, the Rebs are, are built to endure what may be a high-scoring game. Prediction, Ole Miss, 38 to lane 30. I'm actually, for some reason, not that I really have a rooting interest in this game, but I'm actually pulling for Tulane. So I'm going to give you my prediction. Tulane, 35. Ole Miss, 32. Number 19, Washington, 1-0 at Washington State, 1-0. The trip to Pulliam, 
Pullman will be an interesting test for Wisconsin. Oh, let me get this right. Number 19, Wisconsin. I said Washington, my bad. Wisconsin at Washington State. The trip to Pullman will be an interesting test for Wisconsin. Washington State probably won't run well in this matchup, but Cameron Ward had in this matchup, and Cameron Ward had only 200 passing yards in the 2022 clash. Ultimately, a mountain of mistakes cost the Badgers in that 17-14 loss to Wazoo. So that's how we're doing things now. We refer to Missouri as Mizzou, and we refer to Washington State as Wazoo. Wonder what do you refer to Washington Huskies as? Wisconsin is the better team and likely wins uncomfortably, but a long trip to unfamiliar territory is a huge variable, and the host won't lack confidence. Wisconsin 30, Washington State 27. SMU 1-0 at number 18, Oklahoma 1-0. Welcome to your, if you like points, this is the game for you. Showdown of the week, SMU head coach Rhett Lashley runs a high-tempo offense, and Oklahoma hung 73 points on Arkansas State last Saturday. Despite the 80-point potential, expect a reasonably straightforward OU victory. Oklahoma 56, SMU 31. Appalachian State 1-0 at number 17, North Carolina 1-0, 5.15 p.m. Few programs few programs have become more synonymous with upsets in Appalachian State, and a trip to Chapel Hill provides yet another chance. But if UNC's defensive performance in the opener truly reflects its ability in 2023, and the jury is still out for the record, the Tar Heels will avoid becoming a part of App State's proud tradition. North Carolina 38, App State 21. UC Davis at Oregon State. Be careful not to dismiss UC Davis simply because it's a lower division team. Miles Hastings is a veteran quarterback, and the Aggies have began their 2023 campaign with a 48-10 route. You know where this is headed. DJ Ugalele looked outstanding in his Oregon State debut, totaling five touchdowns and only bolstering the optimism around the program. Oregon State 37, UC Davis 17. Troy at number 15, Kansas State. Both teams entered the contest 1-0, noontime kickoff. There's no question K-State coaches are reminding players of last season's loss to Tulane in early September. Troy is the reigning Sun Belt champion. There's another thorny group of five squad. As long as Kansas State's run defense is sound, though, the Wildcats will evade a repeat. Kansas State 27, Troy 16. Grambling 0-1 at number 14, LSU 1-0. Huh? Yeah, that's a typographical error because if I'm correct, Florida State knocked off LSU last week. LSU collapsed in the second half of the loss to Florida State. I'm sure it's been a fun week of practice in Baton Rouge, or as the comparable Jay Ben Maller will say, 
in Baton Rouge. LSU cruises to a lopsided win before traveling to Mississippi State next Saturday. Prediction, LSU 56, Grambling 3. Number 13, Oregon, 1-0 at Texas Tech, 0-1. Revenge and redemption storylines are enjoyable. Texas Tech quarterback Tyler Shaw and defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter were both previously at Oregon. Plus, the Red Raiders are aiming to atone for last week's overtime loss to Wyoming. This matchup should be a close one into the fourth quarter, too. But the explosiveness of Bo Nix and the Oregon offense will win out. Oregon 38, Tech 27. Number 12, Utah 1-0 at Baylor 0-1. Speaking of tough losses, Baylor fell to Texas State in Week 1. Like Texas Tech, however, the hosts are probably headed for another loss at the hands of a Pac-12 opponent. The status of Utah quarterback Cam Rising is uncertain again, but the Utes' defense has shut down Baylor. Utah, 24, Baylor, 13. Tell you what I'm going to do right here. Just get ready because this is going to be a longer than usual show. When you mix in high school with college stuff, it tends to be a long show, and no regrets about that. But what I am going to do, I'm going to go ahead and take a break right here. And when I come back, we will wrap this up on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, canned goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. This is what you've been waiting for. You've been waiting for this track right here. You've been waiting. This is what you've been waiting for, right? <laughs> anyway, 
Man, I'm amped up for some college football. Man, I can't tell you how amped up I am. I mean, I want to see this Colorado team again. There's so much I want to see. I want to see Colorado. Colorado, Nebraska. I want to see Alabama, Texas. You know, I'm going to see if these early season rankings are true to form. If I could, I would just stay in the house out there and just watch football. I said last week that I went ahead and upgraded my Hulu plan to have a little bit of ESPN Plus on there so I can kind of watch some stuff, keep up with some stuff, and watch even even watch even watch some JUCO. Snow Community College, that team ain't no joke. Wow. Saw some HBCU games. So, yes. Football fix. Anyway. Let me give you some more of what you want as we're looking at some of these key matchups today as we continue with the college football pregame show right here on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Looking at number 10, Notre Dame, 2-0, going up against North Carolina State, 1-0, noon kickoff time. Between a pair of strong performances from Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman and NC State's unremarkable win at UConn, a lopsided margin feels possible. DraftKings only lists Notre Dame as a 7.5 point favorite, though. Keep an eye on this contest in a thin noon window. Notre Dame 34, NC State 20. Austin PE 0-1 at number 9, Tennessee, 1-0, 5 p.m. Eastern. Why am I sounding like this? Because this has potential to be a very ugly game, quick, fast, and in a hurry. After rolling over Virginia 49-13, Tennessee will cruise past Austin P. The topic to watch is whether the passing game finds its explosive plays. The balls average 4.2 gains of 20-plus yards through the air in 2022, but managed only one against UVA. Prediction? Tennessee 59, Austin P 10. Tulsa 1 0 at number 8, Washington 1 0, 5 p.m. Eastern. On the other hand, Washington shredded Boise State's secondary 12 passes of 20 plus yards. Good luck, Tulsa. Prediction Washington 52, Tulsa 14. Wouldn't it be something though if Tulsa, you know, that other school in Oklahoma that actually plays college football? Wouldn't it be something if they actually went in? Washington and hung an upset on the number eight team in the nation. Not going to happen, but it's just something about anything on any given Saturday, anything can happen. 1 0 Delaware at number seven, Penn State 1 0 noon Eastern, and pretty sure it's going to be the same results as the previous game. Anyway, Penn State will continue the trend of top 10 blowouts. Still, it's an important tune-up against the Nittany Lions as they prepare for Big Ten competition, Illinois and Iowa, during the next two weekends. Also, as a note, them Jayhawks knocked off the fight in the Lion Eye, so they're kind of licking their wounds. Anyway, prediction on this game, Penn State 49, Delaware 3. Stanford, 1-0 at number 6, USC, 2-0. Short version, 
USC wins handily. Intrigue of this Pac-12 clash is that the Trojans have plenty to prove defensively, while Stanford is adapting to Troy Taylor's up-tempo modern offense. We should learn a fair bit about both units on Saturday. Prediction USC 49, Stanford 28. I wouldn't be surprised if that game actually turns out to be even closer than that. Youngstown State 1-0 at number 5 Ohio State, noon Eastern. When you have championship-sized expectations, a 23-3 win over Indiana is not satisfying. Ohio State's offense needs to move beyond its unimpressive debut, and a game against lower division Youngstown State certainly offers that chance. Ohio State 56, Youngstown State 7. Southern Mississippi 1-0 at number 4 Florida State. FSU's emphatic triumph over LSU and Clemson's loss to Duke combined to make Knowles a clear ACC favorite in 2023. That status will be officially tested when Florida State travels to Boston College in week number three. But a painless win against Southern Mississippi comes first. Prediction, Florida State 41, Southern Miss 14. Number 11, Texas at number three, Alabama, 7 p.m. Eastern. All eyes will be on this game. I thought I was going to say all the eyes of all eyes of Texas or whatever, you, whatever that theme is. Anyway. Anyway, says, I'm firmly in believe when I see it territory with Texas in marquee games. That is neither a bold nor unique statement, and you might share that sentiment. But this showdown in Tuscaloosa is the exact opportunity the Longhorns need to change that perception. Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow calmed some nerves with his terrific opener, too. Prediction, Alabama 27, Texas 20. UNLV 1-0 at number 2, Michigan 1-0, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. UNLV, you won't find any slot machines. <laughs> but you will find a Wolverine. Jim Harbaugh is set to serve the second game of his three-game suspension. And Michigan has another comfortable win <clears throat> on the way. Defense permitted only 235 yards in the victory over East Carolina last week. Michigan, 45, UNLV, 10. Boy, this is going to be a massacre in Athens, Georgia. Ball State, 0-1 at 1, Georgia, 1-0, no in Eastern. Bright side for UGA is a lengthy list of injured players. The John Edwards, Kendall Milton, Lab McConkey, Smell, Mondone, and Simone. Don't need to rush back. Ball State, which fell to Kentucky 44-14 last week, is not a massive upset risk. But the dogs want those key contributors ready for the S for their SEC opener against South Carolina in week three. Prediction, Georgia 52, Ball State 7. And there you have a look at the key matchups for Saturday's game. Some other games that may be of interest to you, there is Murray State 1-0 at Louisville 1-0. Indiana State 0-1 at Indiana 0-1. 
Of course, that game was played on Friday night. Of course, I told you Kansas beat Illinois last night. These are some games that were played last night, I do believe. So, hopefully you find games that are of interest, such as Iowa, Iowa State, Western Michigan at Syracuse, Richmond at Michigan State, UTEP at Northwestern, Texas Tech, Texas State, you know, that's that team that knocked off Baylor last week at UTSA. UTSA is looking to rebound from last week's loss. Texas Southern at Toledo. Wagner at Navy. One of those teams is going to come out with a victory, while one team is going to still be limping around looking for their first victory. Southern Illinois at Northern, at Northern Illinois, a battle of the directional schools. Somebody's going to get their first loss, while somebody's going to remain undefeated in that game. Miami of Ohio at UMass. Kent State, Arkansas. So there's a plethora of games on the slate for today. But I am out of time. So hope you have enjoyed riding on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. Like I say, it's kind of lengthy today. Kind of lengthy, kind of lengthy. But I had to give the high schoolers here in the state of Kansas some love. You know, the rankings with the scores. Get you ready for college football Saturday. That's what I do. So, hope you have enjoyed this edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. And always keep your tickets because it is reusable. I'm out, bringing this train to the station.